everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. This is Friday, August 28th. This is episode 989. And today we're going to spend a little bit of time focusing on what it takes to raise a child. Do you really need a village? And if you do, what should it look like? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. I love seeing the feedback that we're getting uh, over my Tuesday podcast when I was talking to you guys about that statement, the Christian statement on science for pandemic times. And I told you guys, I'm sorry, but that was a shameful twisting of scripture in order to manipulate Christians. Uh, because I love Jesus, I will get a vaccine is not in scripture. And it's, I told you guys then, I'm gonna keep saying it, it breaks my heart. But listen, you guys, we are learning a lot right now. We are learning a lot. So keep your eyes open. As I'm watching kind of what's happening um, around me, I remember I kind of, I have just kind of harken back to my Bible college days. So a long time ago, my husband and I were students in the eighties. We were students at Multnomah School of the Bible in Portland, Oregon. And, uh, the, the president and the founder of that, John uh, Mitchell, we got to sit under him. It was kind of an amazing opportunity. He was in his nineties by the time Jay and I got to sit in his classes and learn from him. But he was famous for saying, don't you folks ever read your Bibles? And uh, I thought to myself, nope, no one does these days. <laughs> and it's true. And so we want to be very, very careful. And I, I'm going to kind of jump into this topic today of children and why it's so important for us to recognize who is around them. Because we have a lot of Christians right now who are ignorant about the word of God and they're taking uh, the corona pandemic and they're twisting scripture in order to fit a social justice narrative. And the narrative, is uh, kind of wrong on its face. So anytime you look at social justice and, and we talk about the gospel of social justice, like I've been telling you guys for a while, I'm very concerned with what's happening with the gospel coalition. Uh, I've been concerned lately with some things I've seen coming out of uh, Timothy Keller. I've been very concerned for a long time about Christianity Today. I said they should really call their their uh, magazine Progressive Christianity Today because it's certainly not representative of Christianity uh, the way I, I see it and the way I see it in the Bible. But what we want to do is really learn to be discerning and to take God's word and apply it to every aspect of our lives. And so I've said this for a while. I don't believe it's Christian to take part in a lie that says that wearing a mask is going to save some somebody's life. Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm not into it. What I do see is a great apostasy happening right now, a great falling away. The Bible says that that is going to be one of the signs of the end times that we will see a great apostasy. And it's totally, totally uh, opening the eyes of believers to really what has been decades now of false teaching in the churches. And so as you guys continue to sort of watch this apostasy happening around you, this twisting of scripture, uh, particularly when you can, it's so blatant, you know, because I love Jesus, I will get a vaccine. So blatantly is not in the Bible. So obviously a twisting of scripture. I want to kind of turn your eyes and your hearts to a different aspect of this, because as we see this happening in the culture and we see adult, adults falling for it, 
the Bible teaches us that children absolutely can be misled. And so I remember a long time ago when Hillary Clinton famously said it took a village to raise a child. Well, she wasn't totally wrong. Uh, she'd been wrong about a lot of things, but not totally wrong about that. But as Christian parents today, we need to understand two very important truths before we fall asleep at the wheel and let the village influence our children. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty three, do not be misled. I'm going to stop right there. When the Apostle Paul, speaking to the church in Corinth, which by the way, the church in Corinth was a, a sick church. This was a this absolutely describes the church in the United States right now, and certainly in Western culture, we have a, a sleeping church, a lazy church, a church that does not know how to rightly divide God's word. And so when the Apostle Paul said, don't be misled, the implication is you actually could be misled. You could be misled. He said, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So how do we how do we uh, say what bad company is? Well, we know for sure that uh, somebody who is teaching something that's contrary to the word of God could be considered bad company. You can find bad company in churches right now. You can find bad company in the pulpits. You can find bad company in Christian circles virtually everywhere you look right now. And the Apostle Paul saying, hey, listen, wake up, open your eyes, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. It will take you down the wrong road. And so there's two things I was thinking of, these two really important truths that I'm going to just throw out at you guys. And if I've got time today, I promise you, I will get to a couple of questions. Uh, But the first one is that God is going to hold parents, not the village, responsible for their own children. I'm going to say that again. God will hold parents, not a village, responsible for the raising of their children. And so the Bible teaches us that parents are solely responsible for the upbringing of their children, right? Emotionally, physically, spiritually. In Deuteronomy chapter six, verses seven and nine, we're given a very clear path, very clear instructions about what to do with the commands of God as they relate to teaching our children. So listen to this from Deuteronomy chapter six, starting in verse seven. He's talking about the law of God, all right? The, The precepts of God. He says, repeat them. This is Moses. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Wow. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, you guys, you're coming and you're going, you're lying down, you're rising up. When people come into your uh, property, they should see it on your gates that you are people who serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We serve the Lord. We are uh, citizens of heaven, right? And so in other words, God's not going to give Christian parents any sort of downtime when it comes to teaching and modeling righteousness for their children. And I think Christian parents in this modern era, this this uh, age that we are living in right now, have become very used to leaving the spiritual training of their children up to youth pastors and up to school teachers and up to uh, even the pastors at our churches, right? I mean, one of the things I think is so sad about the condition we find the church in today is that we've segregated our churches. And so parents, you know, uh, some of these parents are putting their kids in Sunday school. 
And we're doing the same thing with the church that we do with school, right? Drop you off at school, let somebody teach you reading, writing, and arithmetic, which as we all know is not neutral, never has been, never will be. But we drop our kids off and we and then we do the same thing on Sunday. We drop them off at this at Sunday school and we go, hey, we're gonna go do our thing, you do your thing. And as it turns out, somebody else is influencing our children. And you guys, we are suffering terribly because of this. We're really suffering because of it. And so we want to be very, very careful when we talk about the raising up and the upbringing of our children. So Hillary Clinton, when she said it took a village, she her meaning was really not misconstrued at all. She thinks that the village should be raising the child. But the truth of the matter is parents are responsible according to God, not the village. So at the end of the day, even if you left the raising of your children up to the village, God would still hold you responsible for the, how, how they turned out. And you could say, well, I didn't tell them that. I don't know. And God would say, hey, this is your responsibility. I gave it to you. Repeat my my law again and again to your children. Talk about it when you're at the at the house and when you're on the road and when you go to bed and when you get up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead. In other words, he's saying, never forget. This is the most important thing. Write my law on your doorposts and on your gates. All right. And so we are responsible as parents. And as we enter into the school year and everything is so messed up right now because of uh, of the Rona and all the things that are happening around us, as we uh, prepare to have our children resume their studies, I hope that you guys have been listening to me. I hope that you will not be... Uh, uh, putting your kids in public school. If there's ever a time for you to take your kids out of public school, now is the time. I mean, it's so important right now. Take your children out of public school. And so if we want our children to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, we are responsible for doing it. And I've said so many times, uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm just going to keep saying it. Your children are going to first see about what their relationship with the Lord should look like by watching you. And we can't pass on what we don't possess. We can't pass on what we don't possess. And so we want to be teaching our children. And then as they hear things from the village around them, which they will, hopefully they're going to be, uh, they're going to be filtering those things through what you're teaching them as their parents and through what God is instructing them in in his word, because they're going to learn how to uh, rightly divide God's word by watching you do it first. This is why I'm so passionate about Mom Strong International. This is why it matters so much to me to see a generation of parents and grandparents engage in the word of God, because we can't pass on what we don't possess. And I know I sound passionate about it, you guys, and I absolutely am, because this matters. The second truth to grasp is the incredible power of the village in the lives of our kids. So it matters who they walk in relationship with. It matters who they're who they're uh, watching on television. This is why I told you, get rid of Netflix. Get Disney out of your home. Your children need to be instructed in righteousness. And I think we have fallen asleep as parents. And I watched something really interesting. You know, I've been speaking out on the homeschool circuit. I've been on the road uh, speaking for many, many years, at least 15 years. And it's a, an incredible privilege and a joy in my life to be able to do that. And one thing I've watched happen in the last 20 years is there was this, this is what happens in the culture, right? 
in the church especially. We swing way, way, way far away. We get into this liberal Christianity and then we realize, oh my word, we're losing our children. Uh, we're not walking with the Lord anymore. We're losing the blessing of the Lord. We don't know his word. And then we swing really, 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 really far the other direction and we become legalists. And we take the joy out of following God and we take the joy out of learning his word. We take it right out and we replace it with the law. And both of those things are wrong. They're a ditch. The liberty, this this extreme liberty in our faith is a ditch. And also this extreme legalism is a ditch on opposite sides of our walk with the Lord. And the devil doesn't care what ditch he knocks you into so long as you're in a ditch. And this is true when it comes to our children. And so we, we want to understand who is speaking into the lives of our children because it matters who they walk in relationship with. That That's why I'm saying it completely matters what you're allowing them to watch. And you can say, well, Heidi, don't be a legalist. I'm telling you right now, bad company corrupts good character. If your children are following along with a person of bad character, even if it's a cartoon character, even if it's a person on, on the radio, even if it's something that they listen to on YouTube, the Bible says that you are being misled by not realizing that those influences eventually will impact the character of both you and your child. So I want you guys to lean in, okay? Because this is really important to understand. It's absolutely crucial. Your children will be influenced for better or for worse by the people that you allow into their lives. Notice I say, allow. You see, God has made it clear that mothers and fathers, listen up, this is your responsibility. So Jay and I, over the last 30 years of parenting, have made very difficult decisions from time to time to disallow our children from being in relationship with the other kids who we thought either were having a bad effect or we thought our child isn't, isn't wise enough to discern the foolishness of this other child. Of course, the flip side of that is that we also don't want our child to be the child that other parents have to say, you can't hang around the St. John's kid because they're foolish, because they're ungodly, whatever that is. And so the the two sides to the child training coin really come into play here when you start talking about the village, right? And so God's made it clear, right? Uh, Mom and dad, this is your responsibility. Whoever is in your child's life, in person, online, through movies, through what they listen to. It's your responsibility. I don't know if you guys have been following along, but one of my big, big, big issues with how we're dealing with uh, the Rona in the schools is a lot of these schools now have just gone online. And uh, we got enough trouble in our schools in person and the trouble is even tripling online. And the school system in California had a hack uh, last week. And as these kids were in classes, right, live in classes, there was a tremendous uh, breach of the firewall and these kids saw obscenities that I cannot even talk about because it's so awful and you guys wouldn't want to hear it. But I'm telling you, these kids were seeing this in real time. And so uh, I saw several of my friends get online and say, hey, wherever your kid is, go right now, get their device from them, turn off the television, find your laptop computer, take their phones away from them. Why? Because the adversary knows that these children are influenced and it's very hard to get these images out of their head. It's very hard to get the words and the things that they've seen. And you guys, the things that these poor kids were uh, subjected to at that age, I do not know what I would have done, right? And so the people in the village can be good and bad for your children. Listen, if you guys have a check in your spirit about a friend of one of your kids, don't ignore it. 
Don't ignore it. If you notice that your child is becoming disrespectful or that child is copying the bad behavior of their friends, don't wait. Address it. Address it. You see, the people in the village can be good for your child, but they can also be corrupting. And your job is to be able to tell the difference so that you can protect your kids from bad influences. Nobody else is going to do that for you because it's your job and your job alone. So as you guys think about this day, again, that was 1 Corinthians 15, 53. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. This is why I'm so uh, passionate about MomStrong International and teaching you guys to rightly divide God's word. There are so many uh, authors out there right now who call themselves Christians, who are pushing a gospel of social justice, pushing... uh, uh, this like even the vaccine get vaccinated like if you know if you love Jesus and you've read Matthew 25 you'll get vaccinated wow these are people with no discernment who don't know God's word you've got to know the word of God for yourself the bible says always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that lies within you and how do you get prepared you read his word how do you get prepared you listen to good teaching that's how we do it. And so it's important. It's probably more important now than it's ever been. So know who your children are hanging out with. Know who the village is. All right. I'm going to take, uh, I think I got time for maybe one or two questions. So I'm going to go ahead and start with this one from Alicia. Uh, this says, our Montana governor just announced a statewide directive to require students to wear masks while in school. My three children attend a private school in Kalispell, Montana, who just had a week earlier stated they were not going to force students to wear a mask despite what the local public schools were doing. I can't strip my kids from their beloved school because of this required, but I am livid. Besides writing the governor immediately to voice my opposition to this tyranny, what can we do? By the way, our valley has only had three deaths since March and a low count of 357 cases. I promise you also, Alicia, that 357 cases, most of them didn't even know they had it until they went and got tested, all right? Uh, What have you heard from other states and school requirements? All right, so uh, I love this question, and I hear your mama's heart that that your kids attend a private school and it just breaks your heart to take them out, but I'm telling you what, you guys, if we don't stand up against this, it's going to get worse. And my my encouragement, my admonition, my strong counsel uh, is that you not subject your children to this. It's pushing a false narrative. It's continuing to uh, push fear. We know that children are not transmitting the Rona. So I don't I, I don't actually understand. It's like we're conditioning our children. I think that's what I want you to hear. Uh, the state is basically saying that whether you want to or not, we are going to condition your children that wearing a mask is normal, thereby normalizing the abnormal, which is a mark, by the way, of Marxism. This is absolutely Marxism. And uh, I, hate, I hate this for private schools, but I would be, uh, I would just, for me personally and for my husband and for most of the people that, that we work with and know, that we have to take a stand at some point. And none of us wants to make really any sacrifices. I told a, a mama a couple of weeks ago when I was in Kansas City, she said, what can we do? I said, here's what's going to have to happen. Someone's going to have to lose their job. Someone's going to have to go to jail. Unless we start standing, they're going to push and push and push and push. This is absolute tyranny. So definitely write the governor, but you can make a statement with your school and even to your children to say, I will not normalize the abnormal for you. It is not normal for you as a healthy person to be wearing a mask. And this this is what my great fear is. We are conditioning and we're watching the church do it. 
we're conditioning uh, our students and our young people and even impressionable uh, Christians and people who don't know the word of God, that somehow this is something that we have to do. And it's simply that I just do not believe that is absolutely the case at all. And I'm hearing that this is happening in other states and more and more parents are choosing to homeschool their children. And you guys, listen, anybody can homeschool. You guys can do this. I've been doing it for almost 24 years now. I'm telling you right now, uh, it was hard, but it's also the best thing that we ever did for our kids was to homeschool them and you can do it. And so I want you to be encouraged and I want you to feel empowered. I also want to say, I don't think it's a sin issue. And so Alicia, if you decide, nope, I just can't do it. My kids are going to go to that school and I hate it, but they're going to wear the mask because they love the school so much. Listen, I don't think it's a sin issue, but I definitely think it's a freedom issue and we are losing our freedom and we need to begin to take a stand. All right. That's the only question I've got time for today. I hope you guys are encouraged. We would love to hear from you. We would love it if you would be interested in supporting this ministry financially. You can reach out to us. Uh, there are links in the show notes today, and you can uh, correspond with us by sending uh, correspondence and checks to a Firmly Planted Family and the Heidi St. John podcast, care of 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 986. We love you guys. Join me at Mom Strong International. We are getting ready and it's coming right up. I cannot wait. We're getting ready to start a brand new study. Those studies start on the first Monday of every month. So the next study will start on September the 7th. That's the first Monday. We're going to be going through the book of Second Peter. You guys study to show yourselves a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who can rightly handle the word of God and then watch and see what God will do. There's a blessing men and women from studying his word. Have a great weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.